1: All right, folks, welcome back to Simple Syndication. Well, so you want to invest in real estate. Welcome to the wealthiest club in the history of time. Ever since the dawn of time, humans have been vying amongst themselves to control the land. And he who controls the most land wins. Real estate is inherently valuable and the ultra wealthy know this. So here's the question. Where do you begin? We'll dive into one of those possibilities today and compare that to investing passively in a commercial real estate deal. If you ask your financial advisor about investing in real estate, he'll likely tell you to invest in a real estate investment trust, aka a REIT. And we've talked about it before, but that's because he makes money on that. So anyways, what is a REIT? A REIT is a company that invests in real estate. So just like a traditional stock, when you're investing in a REIT, you're buying stock in that company. Just like investing directly in an apartment building though, right? No. And here are the differences between investing in a REIT and investing in a real estate syndication. First on on deck is ownership. When you invest in a REIT, you are buying shares in a company, just like buying shares of Apple or GameStop. You do not own the underlying real estate that the REIT owns. On the other hand, when you invest in a real estate syndication, you, together with the other passive limited partners and active general partners, contribute directly to the purchase of a specific property held by an entity, typically a limited liability company or a, or a partnership. And therefore, you have direct ownership interest in that property. That's difference number one. Difference number two, Access. So just like traditional stocks, most REITs are listed on stock exchanges, public forums. And again, just like stocks, you can invest in REITs directly or through mutual funds, exchange traded funds, all that stuff. Since most REITs are publicly traded, guess what? They're easy to find and they're easy to invest in. You can get on your Robinhood app and make it happen. On the other hand, real estate syndications are not as easily accessible and sometimes more difficult to find and require a bit more effort to get involved. Prior to the jobs act of 2012, only the ultra wealthy and the good old boys club at the country club knew or therefore could really invest in real estate syndications. Even now, many investors still don't know about them. And hopefully, well, it is, it's rapidly changing as investors become more aware of these attractive alternative options. But Many syndications fall under certain SEC regulations that disallow public advertising and solicitation. So what does that mean for you? You'll have to be connected with someone who already has a deal, who will have a deal to invest in. So you'll have to know somebody. For other syndications, they do allow for public advertising and solicitation. So you'll need to jump over an additional hurdle though, and that's to be an accredited investor, which we'll talk about later. Once you find a deal, deal, it'll take more than just the click of a button to invest. Instead, you'll have to carefully review the opportunity, sign the legal documents and send your funds. And sometimes this is a little bit cumbersome. So we'll check that box for REITs. Next up, the number of assets. A REIT will typically hold a portfolio of properties in a particular asset class across particular markets or regions or nationally. This could mean great portfolio diversification for its investors. On the other side a real estate syndication typically involves a single commercial property. You'll know that exact property. You'll know that exact location and you'll have access to that particular property's data, financials, business plan, tailored specifically for that asset. So, you know, there are pros and cons of this and there are real estate syndications that are set up as multi-property funds uh, to give you a little more diversification as well. And that starts looking a little bit more like a REIT. Next up, investment minimums. This is a big one. When you invest in a REIT, it's just like buying a stock, right? The price of a share varies depending on the REIT, but the investment minimum is therefore very low. Real estate syndications, on the other hand, typically have investment minimums of $50,000, $75,000, $125,000 or more. Although you may occasionally come across an investment minimum of twenty-five thousand, so the barrier to entry as far as investment amount is much higher in a syndication. So that could be that could be a problem for some. Um, Next up, liquidity. This is a big one and probably the most interesting one, at least to me. Shares of REITs can be bought and sold at any time with the click of a button, just like stocks. Therefore, what very liquid. On the other hand, real estate syndications are considered illiquid given that most business plans for these types of projects are for three, five, seven, 10-year hold periods during which your money is not easily accessible. Just like when you buy your home, it takes more than the click of a button when it comes time to sell. Now, here's the interesting thing. Liquidity is typically noted as the biggest negative for investing directly in real estate, such as of real estate syndication or a single family house or anything like that. However, note that because of this same reason, real estate is consistent, stable, and predictable, while stocks and REITs are susceptible to panic selling, market fluctuations, and higher volatility. At the end of the day, this illiquidity actually saves yourself from yourself. It creates stability because it's illiquid. So, Traditionally, it's looked as a big negative. I look at it as a positive. All right, let's talk about returns. Whether we're talking about stocks and REITs, single family houses, real estate syndications, returns, obviously, they vary significantly. Um, and, and that and I don't need to go into that any further. But that being said, let's look at a little bit of data. Over the last 40 years or so, publicly traded US REITs have an average return of 12.87% on a $100,000 investment you can then expect a $12,870 annualized return. That's that's pretty damn good. For a typical multifamily real estate syndication, we set our expectations a bit higher though. When factoring in both quarterly cash flows and profits from the sale, our projected returns of the whole period hover around 20%. And that's kind of the industry standard. Um, obviously that's continuing to get compressed, but typically that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a 20% Annualized average return. So on a hundred thousand dollar investment, you can then expect a twenty thousand dollar return. Now that's that's some big time returns. Taxes. This is a big one. Herein lies the rub. You may have heard, but one of the biggest, baddest, best reasons to invest in real estate are the tax benefits. Just like investing in a single family house, when you invest in a real estate syndication. You are investing directly in real estate and receive a variety of tax benefits, including namely depreciation. And most of the deals we invest in take advantage of a special kind of accelerated depreciation called cost segregation. But to keep it simple, those tax benefits turn into paper losses, which often offset most, if not all, of the cash flow you receive from the property, meaning you could pay, yes, you could pay zero taxes. On the other hand, when you invest in a REIT, you invest in a company that is in the business of buying real estate. Therefore, you are indirectly investing in real estate and lose a significant portion of the tax benefits of directly owning real estate. When you go to sell your shares, you'll pay capital gains taxes and potentially ordinary income taxes on any dividends. No good. So what should you invest in? It depends. It always does. There's your lawyerly answer, but consider all the key differences that we just went through and make the best choice for you in your particular situation. For instance, if you only have $2,000 to invest, go for the REIT. It's better than not investing at all. If you have $50,000 and you have more options, consider your liquidity needs, tax benefits, and return expectations, and maybe do both. But The key is getting educated, what you're doing right now, formulating a plan, and then taking action. Taking action is where most people always get hung up. So don't be that guy or gal. All right, folks, that's it for today. Enjoy the journey.
0: Thank you for listening to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast with Seth Bradley. Do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes and resources. Then apply for the private Facebook community by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.